Hi, everybody. We're almost set to record today's story. But in the meantime, I'm opening a few special letters that just arrived. Hmm. I just love getting letters and cards from friends, especially these days. For example, Aw, my friend Rena drew me a homemade hug that I can wrap around myself. Oh, and this one's a little book of handwritten recipes from Farmer Madge. <gasps> Spicy okra and beet pickles. Yes, please. You know, there's something incredibly special about letters and about the power of words. A good word can fill us with joy, light up our day, spur love, and connect people. In fact, the great King Solomon used to tell people that the tongue of the wise is health. That's sort of a fancy way of saying that when we speak with warmth and kindness, we can make people feel better. Okay, Rita, I'm rolling if you're ready. Thanks, Al. I'll just put my letters aside. <clears throat> I'm all set to start. Hit the music. Hi again, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on Have I Got a Story for You? I'm your happy host, Rita Toomey. And by now, you know that our fantastic storytelling podcast is produced by the wonderful folks over at PJ Library. Learn all about their work and sign up your family for free Jewish children's books at pjlibrary.org. Usually, we head off on an adventure or do a bit of time travel. Today, we're going to change things up a bit. We're going to relax, right here. Me in my cottage and you in your... wherever your favorite place is. And enjoy a beautiful story together. I'm going to read to you The Magical Letter, written and illustrated by Eleanor Milchin, published by Yediath Aronoth Books. A special Hebrew translation of this book was available to children in our partner program in Israel, Sifriyat Pijama. Now, before we begin, you need to close your eyes and imagine me, the voice in the book, is a blank piece of white paper. Can you picture that? Good, good. The Magical Letter There is something magical about a white page. Anything can happen on it. And that is exactly what I was. A plain white page with absolutely nothing on it. That is, until I met Nitai. Nitai was a boy who loved books and stories and fairy tales with no real ending. When his parents' voice fell silent at the end of bedtime stories, Nitai's mind would float around and explore the endless possibilities of what could happen next. He could not fully read yet, nor fully write. His letters were not straight, and his words didn't follow the lines on the pages very well. But the few words he could write were enough to write a sentence or two. His brother and sister sat patiently next to him, while he held his pencil to practice his hand. He had so much more to say than his fingers could handle. He persevered. And as the hours and the days went by, 
his handwriting began to slide on the pages. This is around the time he and I met. One evening, his mother, Lily, hugged him with all her heart, whispering words of tenderness, just as she always did. She felt a bit blue that night. Natai went back to his bedroom, and there, on the little table facing the window, he found me, all white and pure, a pencil next to me. Nitai took it between his fingers, and with an open heart, he let the pencil guide his hand. The letters became words. The words became sentences. And soon enough, he had written a letter. I was Nitai's first letter. He folded me nicely, put me in an envelope, and quickly, like a superhero, without anyone seeing him, he left me there on the kitchen counter to be discovered by his mother. When Lily opened the envelope, her face became like rays of sunshine. She put me close to her heart and I could feel its beating sound. She kissed me and laid me back on the counter. It was past Natai's bedtime. She sneaked into his room and kissed him on his forehead. Nitai felt a shining glow, like the moon in an open sky. The next morning, before heading to work, Lily placed me carefully in her bag. It was dark and lonely, and I was hoping she would find a reason to pull me out. I didn't have to wait too long. On the bus, everyone could hear the grumpy voice of a man shouting on the phone. Come on! Really? He didn't really care that he was putting everyone in a bad you mood. Have to get he was grumpy, media. and he was making sure everyone around would soon be too. It, no, it's... Lily didn't take his grumpy ways too seriously. I, she knew, uh, deep down, he was lonely. In fact, she felt truly sad for him. They both walked off the bus. She wanted to say something to him, but she could not find the words. He looked down and continued his way. Suddenly, she pulled me out of her bag, and before I knew it, I was in the hands of a stranger. When the man opened the envelope, his grip softened. He looked around. He saw the crowd, the light shining through the water fountain, and the rainbow with no real ending. He heard the laughter of the children running around. He smiled like he had not smiled in a very long time. People even smiled back at him, and he wasn't grumpy anymore. He continued his way, humming a tune from his childhood. At a crossroad, he saw an older man sitting on a bench, all alone. He seemed quite gloomy, and the grumpy man, who wasn't grumpy anymore, and who knew now he had no real reason to be that grumpy in the first place, gave me the letter out to these strange wrinkled hands. Here. And for a moment that seemed like an eternity, there was light in the eyes of the elder. Oh, thank you. He said with a smile. I think I should give it to her. To whom? To my daughter. It's been way too long. The old man stood up, his fingers curled onto me. He nodded again with a smile and started walking as fast as he could. He was on a mission. He kept going and going till he saw her between the buildings. 
Her head was slightly down. Her gaze was lost. He came towards her and placed me in her hands. Hers were gentle and fragile. She wasn't sure what to do. Please, open the letter. He said to her softly. So she unfolded me, and as she did, she felt love taking over. I just really miss you. And they hugged for a very long time. I got all crumpled again, but I didn't care too much about marks and folds. Now I was with her, and it felt right. And I soon learned that she was a teacher. Her classroom was bright, and she had hung paper birds on the ceiling. That day, everyone seemed to be busy, except for one little child who sat in the corner, looking out the window. Why are you over here? Because I'm shy. Why are you shy? I'm afraid if they don't like me. She looked at him, puzzled. He was a new student. Wait right here. She pulled me out of her bag, came back, and handed him this crumpled piece of paper I had become. Here. He opened it. And though I was a bit older and with a few more stains, Nitai recognized the letters, the words, and sentences. His whole body smiled. He put me in his pocket, close to him. He knew now that he had nothing to lose because, just like a superhero, he could change a world of hearts with the power of his words on a white page. Ah, <sighs> that was a beautiful story, wasn't it? Just like the earth spins round and back again, the letter Nitai wrote to his mother returned to him to bring him the same comfort it had brought many others. Who would love to receive a magical letter from you? Perhaps a member of your family? A neighbor or classmate? If you'd like letter writing activities, be sure to visit goddessstorypodcast.com. I've enjoyed reading The Magical Letter by Eleanor Milchan. Let's enjoy another story together again soon. But first... Oh, look, it's a letter from my cousins. Ah, oh, and pictures from the beach. Ah, I love letters. Bye. Find Have I Got a Story for You on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and wherever you like to enjoy podcasts.